Did you know that you're weird? You're wonderfully weird. Join us for the next few minutes as Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the upcoming book, Wonderfully Weird, helps us to understand how to live that wonderfully weird life to the fullest every single moment of every day. I'm your host, John Waters. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living with pastor and author, Drake Hunter. Well, welcome back to the uh, latest edition of the Wonderfully Weird Living podcast. I am John Waters, and joining me once again this week, pastor and author Drake Hunter. Good morning, Drake. Uh, good morning, John. It's uh, great to be back. Uh, uh, well, I'm already back. I'm coming off the mountain, of course, as we mentioned last episode. And so here I am still uh, coming off the high of being uh, at the Rocky Mountains, if you will, in the Rocky Wyoming. Mountain High. <laughs> yes. There we go. All right, a little John Denver reference. Reference yeah, there. So, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, um, now summertime gets to be a busy time, obviously. And as we're uh, recording this podcast, we're actually recording it the Friday before. Uh, you're going to deliver the particular message we're talking about today. So uh, we'll just keep that thought in mind as we go along here. Uh, but uh, you're going to be tied up this next week. And so it was just more convenient to do this ahead of time. And that's one of the nice things about recording a podcast is we can do that most anytime. Uh, that's right. And and thank you for letting me do that because uh, next week is about actually spending some time, quality time with my in-laws, my wife's parents, where uh, that's one of the reasons we moved to Fort Morgan. And of course, we've become extremely busy with our schedules, with our, our different ministries and our personal responsibility. So it was an opportunity uh, for me to actually connect with my father-in-law, Rich, to say, hey, let's get away. I can clear my calendar. Um, I, my team definitely has uh, my back in the sense of my responsibilities, and I so appreciated that. So. Uh, going to take the opportunity to spend some good time with uh, people we just love dearly up in the mountains again. I'm guessing <laughs> that uh, that will include throwing a line or two into the water somewhere. Absolutely. We got to practice that fisher of men with actually practically doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to go up there and do some a uh, little bit of stream fishing. There you go. Yeah. Sounds like a blast. So uh, anyway, well, this week the message is Stairway to Heaven. Of course, uh, that uh, popular song by Led Zeppelin from the 1970s. And um, a very interesting message. You sent me your manuscript so I could read through it. As I mentioned, we're recording this before you actually uh, preach the message. But um, that stairway to heaven, what an interesting picture when we think about salvation. Absolutely. And, and what a beautiful song because it's so famous and so popular. My hope here, John, is that when uh, our congregation or whoever is listening to that song, that the, the direction we're going today with this, this staircase in mind, with these different steps uh, that we're familiar with in the sense of what salvation is all about, when they hear this song, uh, and, and it's quite often in our culture today, that they'll they'll think about salvation. Right, right. Well, and the song itself uh, is interesting in that it's it's kind of almost a take on the book of Ecclesiastes where uh, <laughs> yes. Solomon is, is saying, I've tried all these things in the world and it's all vanity, it's all worthless. That's right. And yeah, I haven't thought about that, but that's exactly right where Ecclesiastes, how many times, I believe it's 36 times throughout his conversation through the book of Ecclesiastes, meaningly, meaningless, 
meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. And of course, the the lyrics of the song, which I which I will share on Sundays, you know, they they take some pretty wild turns. But the setup of the song goes exactly with what you're sharing. The beginning of it is about a, a woman who accumulates uh, much wealth and fame, and she's after influence and status, what a lot of people are after, only to find out the hard way that her life has no meaning. Mm-hmm. And that all of her stuff, to include uh, her talent and everything she believes she is, could not buy her a stairway to heaven. And, of course, that's actually, you know, that's Robert Plant's words, mm-hmm. uh, not mine. And that was so interesting when I was uncovering the, the lyrics and this, what this, the, the song is all about. And so, uh, wow, yeah, it, it truly gives testimony to not only the church, but to everyone. When we go after that staircase let's say or we're climbing a staircase and it's the wrong staircase we're going to miss the mark and we know that as the song i'm trying to recall the lyrics when you get there you know yeah you know you know that that isolation that meaninglessness the stores are all closed all the stores are closed or yeah. they're all open right mm-hmm. uh, we go on the other side so what a wonderful song when you hear it that okay there's some there's some deep thought here and meaning and and robert plant and his uh, i'm sure his writing team however they put that uh it's brilliant uh in the sense of that song it's it's so meaningful to so many people for that reason mortality right 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 well i was telling you before we started recording the the picture i got in my mind of it was someone who is uh hurriedly walking up a down escalator not making any (laughs) um, forward movement at all but putting in all the time and all the effort and all the and and just spinning your wheels trying to walk up a down escalator yes i think of you know when you just said that i i think of uh these malls that existed back in the 80s you remember those those massive malls with all Mm -hmm. these escalators but uh you you just uh, kicked off that memory where all those people are just going down that Mm -hmm. escalator and that's that stairway well it's that false stairway to heaven yeah yeah absolutely well let's talk about the purpose of the message this week um, and using that song is that stairway of salvation if you will um, and the the steps that are involved in salvation yes and i'm using romans 10 9 uh, through 11, uh, you used that a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to expand it one verse to really set up this message in the sense of Romans 10, let's say 11, which says, Scripture says, anyone who believes in Jesus will never be put to shame. Right. And, and you know, that's key because if if we don't understand what that shame is, so we can we can kind of cla- uh, we can put some content to that uh, what does that mean when you're not living in embarrassment you're not living in guilt uh, you're not living in again that shame and uh, those very toxic um, areas that we tend to uh, avoid defensive living right or uh, we're distracted because of it or whatever uh, you know the Bible is very clear we don't live or we're not live we will never be put to shame and that is the point of salvation because we're not here uh, to to be put to shame we're here to live the glory of god throughout our life the best we can through salvation well unfortunately in much of the western church uh, there's kind of that underlying, it, it maybe isn't t- 
taught, but it's it's assumed that we're supposed to live in shame because we're not worthy and we're horrible sinners and and all of that kind of thing, <laughs> which goes completely opposite of what Jesus tells us in the Gospels of your sin is forgiven. You no longer need to live in shame because that's already been paid for. Right. Uh, I think the message today, and, and it's not necessarily intentional, but isn't it God is good, you're bad try harder right and it just it it just that formula doesn't work it's god's good as we see in the objective word of truth you're wonderfully made Mm -hmm. uh so do your best and truly fear not living in that obey my commands those beliefs that that uh, i put out there for you to truly live in a way that's going to be fulfilling and, of course, the book of Ecclesiastes going back there says, for this is the full responsibility of mankind. And so, yes, uh, the Western church with good intent, and boy, we're part of the church, and we're always uh, evaluating that. But we have to get out of this mode, this tone, if you will, that God is good, you're bad, try harder. Now, if you think about that, John, that's the initial message in the sense of you need to recognize that it's not... I'll do what I want. Right. It's, you know what? I've been created with a purpose by a supreme being mm-hmm. that has given me that purpose, and I must do everything I can to seek that. And when I do it uh, in that direction, by aligning myself with Jesus Christ through those commands that we experience in the gospel, and we truly live that out through the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, we're going to experience that fulfillment. Or as I used it, I'm going to use in the, the message, that serenity. And that's just the peace of the human soul aligned with God. That's what salvation is. And once we're there, you'll know it. Absolutely. Well, in your message, Drake, uh, you're talking about uh, the the steps, if you will, the mm-hmm. stairway. And of course, uh, it starts with justification. That's where um, you've been living that God is good, I'm bad, I need to try harder. And then you realize, wait a minute, uh, there's this guy named Jesus that is the son of God that has already paid the price and you right. align yourself with him, as you just mentioned. And by doing that, then that's justification. Yeah, that's right. And that's the the beginning. And the church's responsibility, going back to what we were mentioned just a a moment ago, is asking the question, let me ask what your reality is. Are you living uh, in shame or that serenity? Let me say this, serenity through the salvation of Jesus Christ, or are you living in the shame of doing it the world's way or your way? That's Mm -hmm. the question that we have to start with. And you're either on the stairway that that leads to misery, torment, going back to that that analogy you used earlier, suffering and shame, and we're talking mentally, spiritually, uh, we can say relationally, camouflaged as heaven, because a lot of people have been uh, distracted or misguided uh, in, in that thought, or are you on the true stairway to heaven that only uh, leads to that serene life now and and forever. Right. Does that make sense? Right, exactly. So that incredible question that we all must face is, have you declared now with your mouth, that's the conscious mind, thinking and using your words that Jesus is Lord. And here's the, here's the key to this whole thing. And do you believe 
in your heart. You see, your long-term memory, your, your soul, where the seed of Jesus, uh, uh, or should I say throne, as we did a couple of weeks ago, right. the throne of Jesus in your heart. Do you believe that with all of your heart? And we'll say mind, soul, and strength, that God truly has conquered death, death by raising him from the dead so that you can be saved from that, that shame, that guilt, and, and that remorse that we live in constantly without re- realizing it. And so, uh, again, we're going to be very, very direct here. What do I mean? Have you prayed to God to save you through Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, I'm going to say this, the God-man with a capital G, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of misunderstanding there, to get you off of that, that fixed staircase that's leading you um, downward, if you will, emotionally, relationally, I'll say religiously, uh, and even rationally, if you want to put that in there, too. Well, and going back now to uh, the verses that you talked about a moment ago from Romans chapter 10, uh, starting at verse 9, it's very black and white right there. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, Uh but not just saying it, because there are those, as it tells us in the Bible, uh, there are those who on the, the final day will say, but Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he'll say, (laughs) away from me, I never knew you because they missed this second part, and that is believe it in your heart that God truly did raise him from the dead and conquered death, and then you will be saved. And we got to be careful not to be duped by the religious or the world religious system because, unfortunately, uh, people are born into certain families, Mm -hmm. I will say spiritually here, Uh, but when there's a – they're naive or uh, they they don't get past that justification – there's going to be a conviction there if you truly are seeking after God. If that conviction is not there in the heart, uh, and God promises, I'm going to drive you. If you're seeking, I'm going to drive you to the truth of mm-hmm. what this is. Universally speaking, and also we'll say specifically in the Word of God, both work hand in hand, the universal reality of God and the specific reality of God, and they're going after it. And uh, unfortunately, when people, when people are seeking after it and they realize that well i'm not going to go any, get any further then we kind of see these this divorce happening or separation uh, uh uh people separating themselves from church to find go find it because they're not finding it uh, wherever they might be whatever religion or whatever that might be doctrine or whatever preference worship preference style so how important is it uh that first and foremost a person is uh intentional with making sure that they stay alive to that and that they're growing, and and then also the responsibility of the church mm-hmm. to truly put these uh, different aspects of salvation in place in their ministry, because that's the whole responsibility of the church, is truly uh, guiding people through their salvation journey. We call it discipleship. Discipleship is one way. Of course, where we're going today is that uh, sanctification, right? Uh, making holy. So yes. So uh, that first element, though, let's let's make sure... Uh, this this is understood is justification and all you're doing there is you are saying I'm guilty and here comes God's love I'm guilty of being that sinner mm-hmm. doing it my way guilty now to be justified we share that in our conversation with God first and foremost and saying my way is not working 
God, I'm a sinner. I'm guilty. Now I'm going to step. I'm going to make a commitment, and I'm going to be engaged with it to truly uh, be a child of God now that does it your way, with you, God. It's you first, then me, not the other way around. And instead of just looking at that first step on the stairway to heaven, if mm-hmm. you will, and saying, yes, that's, uh, that's obviously the first step right there, now you take the first step. Yes, and you know, you think about it, you're stepping into the kingdom of God, you're actually placing yourself on that position, uh, that worldview now that uh, we, we acknowledge and commit to as Christians, but then the stairway now becomes the way of Jesus. Right. Uh, those steps, if you will, that truly lead to a fulfilled uh, life, if you will, not only as an individual, but don't forget the second part of the great commandment, together with mm-hmm. other people, with human beings, right. with certain priorities and, and, and certain, uh, with a certain direction in place. Well, let's talk about the. You're introducing six steps yes. uh, in the message, and of course, the first of those is justification. And so, um, let's talk about the others and and uh, give a, a synopsis of what you mean by them. Okay, let's let's just kind of make that transition. We know justification is the first step. However, like any meaningful relationship, um, more is needed. Right, and, and if we can understand that in our our culture today, boy, if we can just get beyond this this uh, justification and understand the next step, which is a, is known as adoption, uh, and this next step of a, 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 a I can say it, excuse <laughs> me, adoption is necessary if you want to move into a warm and intimate relationship with God. And this is making a choice to accept. Now, this this is where Joel Olstein is knocking it out of the park. He gets a lot of flack, but he understands the adoption aspect of salvation. He's making a choice, or you're making a choice to accept the favor or the grace of God. Now, this step is all about claiming all the benefits, rewards, blessings of God, the Father, if you will, the loving Father, because you... You made a decision with God, and then through this adoption process, the inheritance of God's riches is now, of course, life is now freely available to you. And uh, if you study Scripture, if you would go through, let's say, the the Old Testament, New Testament, you would see that there's over, I believe, 6,000 blessings or promises and rewards that the Christian can claim in the moment. Now, if we just claim that up front, rather than allowing that inheritance to to just sit there until, uh, of course, we kind of get through it, if we just do it up front, imagine what life would be if we just claim the inheritance. Practically, we get it. Who in their right mind would say, you've got $10 million out there of inheritance, and we're just going to let it sit. In fact, yeah, we know about it, but we're not going to go after it. Well, Unfortunately, when our priorities are not understood, let's say, because mm-hmm. going back, I love you use the Ecclesiastes. King Solomon says, for those who are more concerned about things under the sun, they'd have no problem going after that inheritance of, let's say, a million dollars. But we no longer prioritize based on things under the sun over the sun where God resides, we go after that just as we would 10 million, a billion dollars. And it's funny because God addresses that and he says, seek my ways first, 
then I'll add the other things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, we turn it around backwards. Yeah. yeah, and when we do it God's way, all of the, the stuff that we're actually chasing, the byproducts of God, when that's our priority, God's here, – here, that's a great thought because when we prioritize things under the sun, the byproducts of God, well, when we prioritize, the byproduct is not the things of God. It doesn't work that way. Right. So you miss the mark, and you're actually – leading now down that staircase or that escalator if you will and we know this because life becomes more isolated we become more bitter we become more shameful we get more more guilty as we get older it doesn't work no matter how you think of it just common sense in everyday reality says it doesn't work Mm -hmm. so adoption is necessary and it's not until you claim that uh, that uh, inheritance and we should do it the moment that we are saved or justified mm-hmm. because if we can do that and this is where church is vital you know you come right into class 101 or that next step uh class uh we we speak of these different areas of salvation understand who you are now <laughs> and and the rewards and the blessings without being uh ridiculed because uh, again joel steen is so ridiculed but he he has honed in on that one aspect of adoption. He gets it. In, in knowing who he is in his ministry, uh, he gets these different areas, but he sees that our culture has uh, miserably missed the mark when it comes to, yeah, you're justified. Now go after the inheritance. You're favored, or it's called the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we have justification. Mm-hmm. We have adoption. What's the third one? Regeneration. Regeneration. Uh, you know, the third step is known as regeneration, or let me say, put, I could put it this way, or making a decision to redevelop your character to align it with the goodness of God. And of course, we, we see this through or we experience it through Jesus Christ so that you can fulfill your divine purpose. Now, if you know my work, this is where I'm stepping into the mm-hmm. picture with my own personal ministry, where we're answering the question, what does it mean to be created in the image of God? Well, that's identity, but once you understand that identity, then it re- reveals that purpose. So really, it's it's a new birth in the sense of your character now, and you're making a decision here. You're, you're not quite to the next step, which is sanctification, but that regeneration process. And baptism is kind of part of this uh, this experience, if you will. As you know, a baptism does not justify you. Right. But it does share with your family, friends, that community, that now I'm going after the purpose of God. I'm mm-hmm. changing my mind, my heart, and even my relationships to truly Align it with God's purpose, who created me, so I can truly live in that fulfilled living. Without that, you're going to miss the mark. You can still live with all the promises and blessings. We'll call that entitlement, (laughs) Mm -hmm. as you shared a couple weeks ago, uh, rather than being empowered with it, where you're truly uh, are developing intentionally now with God. And let me say this, with other people. Baptism, right? We're sharing that with other people Mm -hmm. as as well with God. And then now... Ooh, now we have a direction and we have a support system, community of God. And so then we're equally yoked in that. So does that make sense? Absolutely. So we have justification, we have adoption, we have regeneration, and next? As I shared, sanctification. Now this is a very familiar term 
in most evangelical churches. Uh, sanctification is the next step on that God's stairway to heaven, let's say. The next step to true fulfillment, the promised land. Another word we could use here is elevation. What? What? Welcome to <laughs> Elevating Life Church. Our aim at uh, the church is to elevate or transcend our own needs. Now think about this, John. So important. Wants and let's say meaning. To get out of of yourself so you think of a christian who does not put this particular uh aspect into their life because you can truly by yourself god uh can can um well god's promises are still there but let's say it's just you and god mm -hmm. uh, and you can truly live a pretty good life but it's still in part mm -hmm. you're not living in the integrity of faith when you're not properly putting uh, your own needs aside, your own meaning, because you can get there, you can figure out the meaning of your life, but you can also do it by yourself. And you have to transcend that. And I think of Paul and Timothy, where Paul is speaking to, to Timothy, where he says, okay, figure out yourself, figure out your own meaning. But then once you're there, this is part of maturity, once you're there, transcend yourself and live in, uh, let's say, one of the expectations of Christianity is live, uh, conduct your life in such a way that it's going to benefit others as mm -hmm. well. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so that is, uh, of course, the focus of Elevating Life Church. One of the reasons we went in that direction uh, is the church's responsibility is to truly help people become, and, the, and this is where it's familiar, make holy. Uh, and, of course, true sanctification is nothing more than making holy. Making holy the unique purpose individually and collectively that God has for all people. And we're going to draw people into that salvation and truly get them uh, on the proper staircase where now they're climbing the way or that stairway to heaven through Jesus, through the way. In the completeness. In the integrity of that. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Completeness. And and. As I shared earlier, a, sta a staircase is a great metaphor to use in the sense of understanding and knowing. But really, if you think about it, it's relational. It's, it's more of a Venn diagram where all the circles are overlapping. And it's very complicated. But at the same time, when we're simplistic about it and we go after it and we're trying to know and understand it, it becomes quite clear what it is. And then, of course, once we understand that, we can put that back into, the, into place where uh, it's no longer so mysterious let's say right. because paul says the mystery the mystery of god can be known and when you seek after it he's going to give it to you so that that next aspect of salvation is known as sanctification so to recap we have justification adoption regeneration sanctification and then next glorification okay glory right as the next step or aspect of salvation now once a feature, I'm going to say this, a feature, a part of holiness is achieved. Because we, we can achieve in part, never in whole, the holiness of God. And I think of the commands of Christ uh, that are put in place so that we can develop a habit like meekness or discernment or what, uh, flexibility, creativity, whatever that might be. We can achieve that to a point where we're mature. Then once that is actually in place in the heart now, so we have the throne of God, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, with his angels now, or the messengers of God. Then 
once that's in place and we're mature, then we live in the reward of that freely. It's called free living uh, through that intentionality and practice uh, of truly putting something in place that now we get to live spontaneously in that. And that's known as glorification. And John, I think I've shared this with you and I shared this with uh, Jesse, our ministry director, the other day in the sense of, wow, that really makes sense in the sense of a musician. Because as you well know, you have to gain some knowledge or understanding, let's say, a, a part of music, right? Mm-hmm. Or a song or whatever that might be for that person. And then what you do, you must be intentional to go after. And you know, once you you truly know the song, people will be blessed and rewarded when you're doing it in a mature level. So you claim that. And then what happens is you practice and you practice some more and you practice. And we'll get to the part of perseverance where we're going and you get through it to the point where now it becomes no longer part of, let's say, your mind, your conscious mind, but it gets into the subconscious mind or the heart where it's just there. And uh, one of the one of the great rewards I receive working with you, John, is I get to sit down and say, hey, play Stairway to Heaven with me. John picks up the guitar. He's practiced all that. You've done it how many years? 40, 50 40 years? How old are you? Yeah. 80 now? Yeah, right. <laughs> so he's not. <laughs> but uh, you've practiced many, many years, and, and you get to live in the glorification of that. Now, again, it's all in part. I've heard in church, you'll never, ever receive any part of God's glory until you're face-to-face with Jesus. Well, uh, well, if that's the case, then why put any effort here under the sun? He wants you to have fulfilled living. And that's part of the, the entire experience in the sense of salvation, glorification. But aren't we, conti- like a musician would learn, let's say you have to learn the musical alphabet, new songs. You, you have to develop, and we do that through learning the commands of Christ so that we can produce these habits, so that we can truly live in a way that's mature. And when uh, you're there, glorification uh, is the difference between sloppy freedom you're just justified and nothing else. That's so sloppy in the sense of our freedom, where if you get to that point of glorification in the commands of Christ, uh, these uh, things that we need to be active in, and you practice, that's why I say anybody that's been in church or claims to be a Christian, I'm looking for, okay, let's see what your maturity is. And, and then you're living in that glorification known as spontaneous freedom through Christ. And that's where true satisfaction, contentment, remember what Paul said? I've learned right. the secrets. Right. And he's practiced and he's truly. And don't forget, learning. Anybody, I'm going to say this live. Anybody who has stopped learning intentionally, we're not talking uh, classical learning here where it just falls on you. If you're not going after it, you're not learning. You've not learned the secret of salvation yet, as Paul puts it, or fulfillment and contentment. You have to go after it until that that last breath, until you're face-to-face with God. And if you're not, you're missing the mark. To use the uh, music metaphor, I believe it was Yo-Yo Ma, the, the great cellist, who once said, uh, in talking about practicing, mm-hmm. said, uh, you do not practice until you get it right. You practice until you cannot get it wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, that just sparked a memory to me. One of my, uh, I guess, memes in my mind is, <laughs> I heard this, and this was in, a, in an art class I took years ago. The professor said, use your eraser more than your pencil. Mm -hmm. I went, wow, what a great thought. 
in the sense of if we can just understand that in the sense of our own mistakes, our own sin, Christians, use that eraser more than you do your pencil so that you can actually develop uh, or create, I should say, a, a wonderful picture, especially when it comes to our own life with ourselves, with God and others. All right, so so moving on here, uh, we have justification, adoption, regeneration, sanctification, and glorification, and we hear about the five steps of salvation all the time. But actually, <laughs> yes. there is a sixth step which you referenced a moment ago uh, that brings all of this together. Perseverance. Perseverance. Yeah, the last step uh, that I'll mention. There's so much more, and I I hope people realize that. But for our knowledge and understanding, uh, is perseverance and perseverance is nothing more than developing and maintaining a faith now our our whole theme for the year is life right living Mm -hmm. in the christian faith every moment of the day but developing maintaining a faith through commitment and let me say engagement and that's with god and others let me say this no matter how hard it is to climb perhaps those steps or that stairway to heaven perseverance is yet another step and well needed to live out our salvation with god and others in order to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now and let me say and forever yeah and and of course as an elder team this is this is our responsibility to truly evaluate this and we see people that that truly fall off the vine if you will in the sense of perseverance uh, not quite understanding it, uh, and what's happening is that shame, guilt, or maybe their priorities, uh, they, they continue to live in that. But uh, if, if your heart is not truly with that belief that we mentioned earlier, if we're not confessing with our mouth and, and, and believe in our heart, perseverance is going to truly be that true test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we in it <laughs> uh, through this commitment and engaged no matter what? Or are we in the win-win situation? Or like I said a couple of weeks ago, are we going to continue to walk this way regardless of what comes our way, the right. way of Jesus? And you think about not only the relationship with God, but in how we communicated our different life roles or those relationships in our life. Now, yes, we live in a broken world. And if you're not equally yoked and there's one that's completely defiant, uh, and it's it's just not happening in the sense of that objective truth that we see in God's uh, reality, both through the universe and through Scripture, then we have some decisions to make and what's the best thing to do. However, when it comes to, uh, you know, I think of my lovely wife where we've been through hell and back together, but we're equally yoked mm-hmm. and we're in this together no matter what. And when that's in place, there really is no other reward than that true salvation that comes first and foremost with God and then even through our different relationships that we have at work with our spouses with our children whatever salvation works it's a complete system an integrity system that works for all relationships yeah 
Yeah. Well, we've run a little bit long here, but uh, as always, we have three questions that we kind of want people to uh, to think about and, and to answer. And let me quickly uh, give you those. Uh, number one, have you declared with your mouth, Jesus is Lord? And do you believe with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength that God raised him from the dead so that you can be saved? It all starts there. We've got to have that that personal one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think what we can do, the best thing to do is let that sit and let people answer it. There you go. Number two, salvation belongs to who and what are the different aspects of salvation? And that's exactly what we've been talking about here today. And number three, what aspect or aspects of salvation do I need to focus on to help me strengthen my relationship with God and with others. Yes, and be engaged in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, again, uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to sit down and visit with you, Drake, and and get some insight, uh, especially into the particular messages that you're presenting at Elevating Life Church. And uh, uh, look forward to hearing this message on Sunday. As I said, we're recording this actually before you've delivered the message. Usually we do it afterwards. That's right. But uh, uh, it's going to be very challenging, I'm sure. And yes, and following the salvation message baptism absolutely excited for folks that have committed and decided that we're going to step on that first step we'll say regeneration here uh, to really really begin that sanctification process and and truly uh, live with God and with other people there at Elevating Life Church in that support system. All right. Well, we thank all of you who are listening uh, for indulging us. As I said, we've gone a little bit longer today than usual, but I think it's been well worth it. And as always, if you have any questions or comments or um, thoughts, please feel free to email us at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. We would love to get your email, even if it's just a word of encouragement to say, you know, I enjoy what you're doing, I, I, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, we would appreciate hearing from you. Well, uh, Drake, uh, it's a, been a pleasure once again, and uh, enjoy the mountains. I will, and thank you, John, for doing this with me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm John Waters for Pastor Drake Hunter. We'll see you next week. Find out more about your uniqueness when you get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, available in the fall of 2019. And please email us with your questions or comments at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. Join us again next time as we continue to explore Wonderfully Weird Living. I'm John Waters. Thank you for joining us.